Welcome everybody, I'm Rambo, and welcome to Echoes of New Eden. Got an exciting episode for you today. I have some updates about the show. I added some new segments, did some Discord changes. Hopefully we'll bring some more content to all of you. I'll go over some game news, and then we'll get into the interview I had with Ozer and Durka about industry. Let's get into it. So far since I've been doing this podcast, I've had about 7,000 downloads across the galaxy. Thank you guys for being fans of the show and for being listeners. I went to Discord and asked about what content people would like to see in the show, and they had some good ideas I liked and decided to add to the show. One is the addition of a roundtable talk segment where fans of the show can submit topics for me and a group of pilots to discuss. We did the first one on this show, and I think I can have some fun with it. But for those who haven't done so, if you got topics that you wish to have discussed, DM me on Discord, and I'll add them to the randomizer. Another segment I think I'll do is an opinion on Reddit news, but I didn't want to add it to this episode since this episode was running a bit long, so maybe next week. I made some changes to the Discord. If you haven't seen it already, go check that out. I now have sponsors, and their ads are at the top of the channels. Also added a small itinerary of upcoming guests, so if you want to be a guest, you can check that out and see if the time works for you. It also gives a hint to who will be coming on the show next for those who are interested. We all know the test server is live right now with the implemented balance update, also providing us some insight to some T10 ships. In May, we can expect to get the live update. This is to balance weapons and modules, a balance to encounters, balance changes to the delivery system. Freighters are being implemented into the game, as well as the addition of 47 ships, some of which are just T10 variants of ships that are currently in the game. With the addition of these ships, they're also taking some ships out. Nine ships got the boot, being destroyers, covert ops, and cruiser guardians. And the one ship I was looking forward to since before I was even T8, the Maelstrom. However, the Maelstrom Striker will be in the game. Command ships will be added to the game. Four command destroyers and four tier 9 command battle cruisers. New command skills will be added, as well as freighter skills, capital ship manufacturing skills, and freighter manufacturing skills. The list goes on with all the change notes. You can go check out the full list on eveechoes.com slash news. And in case you didn't get the announcement, there is a May balance update public test server feedback form you can fill out. Fill that out and send it based off your experience, what you liked and disliked about the update. And I know people in the Flock Corporation are going to be doing backflips, but was confirmed scanning and exploration will be coming. We'll see that sometime in early June. And I'll give a hint to next week's episode. I'm working on getting Captain Chesley on the show for next week. Uh, Eve Echoes has helped her overcome a stroke, and uh, I hope to have her tell her story on the next episode. 
Next, let's get into the roundtable segment. Welcome to the Eve Echoes Roundtable. This segment of the show, we will discuss an Eve Echoes topic provided to us by a fan of the show, chosen at Radom. Are you guys ready? We are ready. First, yeah. let's do our introductions. Yes. Now, don't don't think I forgot about you guys. We got E-Rock. What's up? Hello. We got Spider. How's it going? Terp. Terpish. He is mute. <laughs> he will be providing his answers through game chat and we got rhino hello okay i am going to draw a topic this is going to be at random and let's go and the winner, and the winner is, is... hmm all right this one is brought to us by Obaku, and he'd said, Are there too many mercs? How can the game sustain this many mercenary corps and alliances? Hmm, good question. Iraq, I'll um, say you. I, I don't think you ever have too many mercs. Uh, as long as there's one people, people willing to pay, um, you'll have mercs. And I think you should be worried when you don't have mercs, because that means there's not enough people playing the game. We're earning money, so I think it's a sign of a healthy in-game economy that we have as many mercs as we have. Spider, you want to hit on that? Well, I don't think it's a major problem. I've only really seen two mercenary corporations, but that really gave any trouble. But yeah, could could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you, Rhino. Uh, as far as the mercenaries go, I think it just goes to, you know, with how many people have been playing this game for how long, uh, probably people have turned to it to generate their own content um, when while they're waiting for more new content to come out. Yeah, as, as far as the question being too many mercs, uh, maybe there may not be as many mercs as thought. Um, you know, I only know a few corporations that are actually mercs, but if you consider the solo person being a merc, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you, you pay bounty hunters, you know, just to go out toward uh, certain people. But I don't think there's too many mercs. Um, yeah, and Rhino brings up a good point regarding content. I, you know, maybe there's the mercs we have uh, are because there's not enough in-game content there hasn't you know we're just not coming up with a new balance patch and, and some new content coming in may but it's been a while since we had some so you know there may have been people who decided to go merc because they're uh, dissatisfied with other aspects of the game or want to try something new and there's not enough uh pve content or other new like the new exploration stuff to come out yet to really satisfy those urges well right and then to make money on top of it so why not yep be paid to play pvp you know if you're bored of mining or industry or if you're bored yeah. of pve you know Definitely. the only other option really is you know you know if you're bored of those you have to kind of generate your own which is kind of pvp and how do you do it large-scale battles i mean we haven't really seen any for a while right you know alliance wise and then at the same time like you know what else do you got you can go solo or you can go merc you know that's pretty much it 
Well, so who's who's Cheerios you got to shit on just to get a Merc Corp on you, right? Is, is that just a war effort? Like, you know, well, well, you, you want bigger you alliances, I would think. Piss off um, someone that's got enough money to pay them. Yeah. Right. Although They're we have cheap. seen, I know there was, I know there was one one Discord where you can put bounties on people's heads, so there could be some more private, smaller Mercs out there. Um, you know, just, it's maybe not doing. Uh, I don't know if they're doing price per kill. I don't know how that's all done with uh, the bounties. It's uh, a percentage of a certain um, total bounty for each kill or whatnot. But uh, yeah, it was in the Zen Garden, I think there was. Yeah, that was, yeah. Shout out uh, to Griffin at the Nullsec Zen Garden. He they got a bounty system over there. Yeah, no, that, to me that's fun. You know, cause that's more of a the, hit. That's more of like an assassination type. Like I don't yeah, like this definitely. guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a bounty on him. So, well, usually, yeah, it's usually there's like this guy has killed me so many times, and I'm just sick of dealing with them. And you put a bounty on him, right? Um, but yeah, but if you're going Merc, I mean, I imagine they got to be looking at those uh kill those bounty boards too. I mean, there's normal contracts, and there's like, hey, I want to make sure if I'm killing people, uh, I'm getting the most I'm money. Paid. Yeah. Well, a lot of alliances do that, yeah. So, I, I think it's a great way to generate content, honestly. Um, it, it, we the players got to make, make our content and, and keep our players engaged. And logging on, and uh, I think Merc uh, contracts uh, is part of that. So, but as far as like longevity, you know, more and more people, if they do transfer over to being Mercs, then there's nobody that's going to be Merc Corporation against Mercs. So, what what's the fun in that? And then it's just you might as well just be an alliance that. Well, I think at the core, though, of this game is PvP, even though there's a very large PvE and industry base to it. Um, you know, it, it's one of those things that even if you start out as indie, a lot of people, you know, experiment with going PvP, and I think just Mercs is, is part of that. I think I think it's healthy for the game. I, I really think if if there's not a bunch of Merc Corps and, and that goes away, then that's when I'm worried because then it's like then that means that then we really are in a blue donut and everyone's allied up and and there's not enough battles going on. Uh, fuel industry and, and srp and um in those merc contracts like to me it's a problem if there's not more contracts not the other way around but when you think yeah. indie corporations that aren't part yeah, of these I, larger I, uh corporations alliances you know wouldn't you think that they would hire some sort of mercenary contract to go over some of these bigger alliances um yeah, well, I think uh, I mean like, there's a lot of alliances, or even in smaller indie corps, that the first thing to do in any battle is, is hire get a merc contract. Because um, the, the thing is, is a lot of corps um, are centered around one or two time zones. Like you, you know, you have your prior during time zone and a secondary, um, and so you know, depending on who you're battling, um, you want to cover your off time zones, or you want to cover a strategic area, you know, wherever. Um, your enemies are going into null, gate camping there, or just you know, uh, minor harass when you can't. Um, you know, it's just a matter of how much um, you have to to play with that, really. Oh yeah, um, that is true. You can hire them to hit the times that you're not available to yeah. do a hit. So interesting. Anybody else got any thoughts? I mean. <laughs> The idea of like hiring a mercenary is you can do it yourself. So, I mean, they're necessarily evil, I guess. 
they are uh, content when you least expect it sometimes. Although sometimes they announce when they're coming too. So either or. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other day there was a CTA going in uh, in Geminate, and I I I was in the system, and I seen uh, somebody from Pew was there. I was like, these guys are everywhere. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. So, so groups willing to target other corps is healthy. Healthy uh, when the game uh, cannot support those contracts, then there are issues. It's even separate from mercs. Is there's no hunting, and we can't go hunting people. There's no bounty system. There's no in-game bounty system. So, it would be nice if they would build out a gaming system to allow hunting, and then from that point, you bring in a nice addition to that PvP content. Yeah, and, and now we're stuck uh, using bounty systems from the community, which are great the community is doing that, but uh, in-game would be much better. I totally agree. And at the end of the day, the, you know, it, it's a sandbox I mean, game. The, the players are on them. They are, and I'll go kill them. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fire up your uh, your uh, Talwar run. In fact, that Talwar at level 10 is looking pretty nice from what I saw on the test server. But the other piece is it's a sandbox game. So the players are on the hook for the content. The, the devs and the, and the, and the uh, game designers have part of that responsibility, but the rest of it comes from us. Mm-hmm. We just need healthy systems and healthy economies and a stable environment to go build that content because it takes time and energy and effort. When things get yanked out from underneath you with each patch, it makes it hard for us to go build our own content. Yeah. So that was the question. Too many mercs. How can the game sustain sustain this many merc corps or alliances? So, you know, maybe if we if we really think about it, there may not be that many mercenary corps. You you, you just know the big ones. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, Pew and all of their associates, and then there is a mercenary corp, more yeah. mercenary coalition. Well, and I will say that you will feel like there's too mer- too many mercenary corps if you have a contract out on you and all you're dealing with is is the mercenaries on a daily basis harassing you. Then yes, you're gonna feel like there's too many mercenary corps. Um, and you know we've we've been in former alliances where that had happened, and you, you feel that pain. Um, it, it gets old pretty quick um, when you're trying. You know, your ratting and your mining is is suffering because. Uh, you constant stream of reds in your system, uh, especially if you're in in the one of the more off time, non primary time zones for your for your group. Uh, that those those are the people who feel it most, I think. Um, yep. Well, they definitely can be annoying. So, well, that concludes <laughs> it for this week's roundtable chat. So I shall see you guys next week with another topic to discuss. All right. Thanks for see you guys. I'm Azir from Orc. This is Dirkutter from Catch-22. Welcome Welcome to Echoes New Eden. Eden. I've been waiting for an episode like this. We're going to talk industry and, uh, you know, everything around it. We got Azir, we got Dirkutter. These guys are industry extraordinaires. They definitely know they're, they definitely know what they're talking about, right? So, Let's get into it. Um, you know, we got tons of stuff in industry. Now, we got this test server that's out now uh, that's that's active. You guys been participating in that? Yep. Certainly, um, 
something I always try to do as a lead industrialist, if you will, is always try to stay up uh, all night to be one of the first one to get on the test server. Um, test server implies changes, balances, uh, but also new things to manufacture. And it's you want to get that information as quick as possible because then you can go on the live server um, and start putting your chips where you think the market's going to go. So I always try to do that first. Um, it's in that term, I think there's some work and we're going to discuss about this. There's a lot of uh, uh, changes and new things to build, which are going to affect the market. So we're going to be able to test that. But uh, I also spent some time looking at the ships, uh, the new ships out there and what their purpose is going to be. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, that and, of course, like going to Tama and, you know, playing King of the Hill of the Sun, <laughs> uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of that going on and testing uh, what the combat ships are going to do and the, the new changes in the meta. Because um, that's absolutely going to impact, uh, you know, how quickly ships get destroyed, uh, how many ships people are going to need, and how, how they're going to have to stage them all over the universe. That's going to impact industry and, and the, the demand for those new ships. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what's some of these new changes to this test server that have uh, gone down? I, I haven't been on the test server that much to really know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a bit. I mean, the meta is definitely going to change, uh, you know, in the sense that, for starters, uh, the, the, the balancing or rebalancing of shield and armor is going to be a big deal. Uh, the impact of what they've done with the power grid requirements on group uh, boosters is going to absolutely just break the current meta of stacking lodges with, you know, four or five uh, mid-slots full of group boosters. That's going to change. And uh, so that's going to have to hopefully make the battles that we have maybe not last uh, like three four hours. Maybe they'll be a little bit more abrupt, a little bit, uh, a little bit punchier. So mm -hmm. that'll be But also means stuff will get destroyed faster. Um, yeah. What are your initial observations there, Durka? Uh, well, I, I think I would agree with you more. And more stuff dying is better for the economy and for industrialists. So <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be, <laughs> folks are going to be happy about this. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, fr from the echoes that I'm getting from uh, my allies is a lot of the fits that we're currently using uh, are going to become outdated. They're not going to be, they're not going to work any longer because uh, as uh, Oz pointed out, uh, power grid changes. So um, this is likely to affect the whole meta, um, and we're going to see new types of fleet coming up in the upcoming weeks. So I'm really looking forward to see uh, uh, some somewhat of the talented group can come up with um, and and have to adjust our own doctrine to be able to counter those. So yeah. it should it should help keep the PvP very fresh and keep it alive for a while. Yeah, and you and you'd mentioned about making these battles quicker. Uh, so did they do a buff to all weapons across the board or is it just the certain weapons um, as far as cannons and lasers? I think they're, they're reducing the support capacity of logistics ships, uh, by, by nerfing the group mods and, and, you know, unless fleets can figure out a way to keep their logistics pilots permanently juiced up and, and cap stable, pushing out, you know, their four five, six, mm -hmm. uh, large reppers, mm -hmm. then then we're just not going to be able to have battles that sustain uh, as long as, as they have in the past. Right. Yeah. Um, which isn't, is, which isn't necessarily, I mean, depends on your, your perspective on, on what you like uh, as far as brawling fleets and sniping fleets. Um, that that's one thing. And of course, you know, we're all really, I think, excited uh, about capital ships. We, we start off with the big uglies first with the, with the freighters, but everybody mm -hmm. hopefully noticed that the, uh, 
the capital ship Doomsday weapon mount uh, did uh, make an appearance on the blue blueprint roster. So we're all like, you know, wondering how far down the road they're going to push that on the uh, on the roadmap for for the, the the Titans. But I mean, dreadnoughts are supposed to come in August, mm-hmm. so I, I think we're all looking to, towards that. And Eve has always been uh, both online and Eve Echoes has always rewarded specialists and somewhat punished people that try to be generalists on the same account and, and do, you know, a little bit of everything in the sense that, um, you know, the, the skill points for just freighter manufacturing, capital ship manufacturing, and then like freighter ship command and freighter engineering um, is going to be, is going to be pretty intensive. I think it's like something like 22 million skill points. If you wanted to, to, to pimp out your freighter and your capital manufacturing, Durka, didn't you point out that there's something interesting with uh, freighter engineering around the, the material efficiency too on the test server? Yeah, so I was watching. All, all credit goes to Benzies. I was watching his video, and he did point that out in his video. And it's not as an industrialist. That's not somewhere I would go look for a place for finding something beneficial to the manufacturing part of of making freighters. But engineering mm-hmm. scale does bring material efficiency, which is which is something unheard of in this game so far. So um i'm and I, I haven't calculated the impact of this but uh this potentially could reduce um with sufficient scale you could take off just one part of yeah, every freighter you build and that's that's significant um and if there's an actual market for it for yeah. those i tiers item you cannot compete unless you have the scale point because otherwise the, the added cost is going to make it so uh, your margins are are just not going to be there, and the market's going to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Should we lay odds on whether or not that was just a an error that the devs are going to fix before launch? <laughs> I, it, it very well could be. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put money on it. No, <laughs> the devs never make mistakes. Um, you know, one thing that's I I think it's going to be really really important to know also is that the the ore mineral requirement uh, with good with good skills is is just slightly more for a freighter than it is for a faction battleship right now i think it's something like 145 to 150 million trit for a mm-hmm. uh, for a freighter which these freighters are very skill i'm sorry it's not skill they're very planetary material intensive and also very uh click cost heavy so i mean it's going to definitely be a an isk sink you know i think it's something like seven and a half billion for all the for the 20 you know for all the components and for the uh and, and for the big click uh, and then you got to turn around and you got to sell it. So market taxes are definitely going to be eating things up outside of corp sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, and the price is being valued now is, I would say, at a very low price. A, l- a lot of the PI required to build freighters, I would say, are somewhat off meta. They're not, most of them aren't used in battleship manufacturing. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring up a lot of those uh, less desired PI now. And likely, we're going to see a huge price uh, increase on those. So the, so the actual manufacturing cost at release is likely going to be much higher than what is being estimated now. Yeah. What do you think of the, uh, the final, finally, the inclusion of Morphite? Do you think that's going to become a big, a big wave? Well, as, as, you know, as we spoke about, we're seeing Morphite used for the first time, which is uh, awesome because that's a material that people have been collecting uh, since, since day one, right? Um, I'm I'm a little bit disappointed. The the morphite requirement is very small. Um, it's I it's unlikely, and especially with stronger uh, mining ship that's going to come out, um, it's really not going to eat dent into the current supply of morphite. So 
uh, Morphite is likely to be very available for, for a long period of time until these uh, other ship comes out and um, add on to the, um, the, the weekly consummation of it, if you will. See, and that's the thing I find interesting because you, if you've got 554 freighter skill, or I'm sorry, capital manufacturing skill, mm-hmm. you're spending between like around 1,000 to 1,200 Morphite per component. And unless they're going to make Dreadnoughts be like 200 components, um, it's not going to be a substantial uh, mineral sink on the Morphite. So we, we've been hypothesizing around like, okay, what other things could Morphite be necessary for, right? Like, could it be uh, some sort of fuel component or whatever? But you know, for like dead space modules, or could it be, you know, for the modules that are going to come out uh, for the pauses, could that be a thing? But right now we just don't see how they're going to get the price of Morphite up much higher than Megasite once it hits the live server. So uh, unless something else changes, I'd say for the people speculating on Morphite, uh, you know. Keep waiting. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, so that, that's that's something interesting. Would, would, I, I don't think they've found a balanced use for morphite yet we're, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg yes so is that all that morphite is used for is uh i, I don't even remember if i have to use morphite for anything <laughs> it's not there's not been a live use for morphite in the game yet we are finally seeing it on the test server here this week for uh capital component construction okay. uh, but in small quantities hmm. interesting Buy up all the morphite and then uh, resell it. Maybe make some profit off that. Well, the question is, how long do you have to hold on to it, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and and I would say on top of that is since since people have been accumulating it for so long, um, even even if there's a big spike in the usage, there's still a lot of supply to go through. And I find that the price on the market really start rising once the supply empty up. Because then demand the demand just flames up and price goes up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure, I, I agree with that. And but we, we won't know when that happens. But the, you know, the the one thing that's interesting is is trying to figure out like how many freighters are, is there even going to be a market for? I, I think you know major industrial corps will certainly want to have have one at least. Uh, I just when you can move over a million cubic meters of of anything, and then you have uh, ore compression actually. Uh, I had heard from uh, from ben- Benzie and from the devs that they are going to rebalance the fuel costs as it relates to the compression of, of, of ores. And if that happens, then then instead of moving a million cubic meters of ore, you're actually moving 100 million cubic meters of ore. Mm-hmm. That is a crap ton of ore. Mm-hmm. So if, if that's the case, why would a, a corporation or an individual need multiple freighters? Yeah. Or, or you know, how many freighters would they need? Well, it depends on and, how much they lose, too. <laughs> well, and Nolsec Corps, I mean, if it's a situation where Nolsec Corps are going to be able to go up to, to ISEC and acquire uh, minerals for the first time ever and bring them out, or, or even build in Losec um, for manufacturing, that that's possible. I, I don't know. It's I don't see it being something where there's going to be oodles and oodles. It's kind of like the, the corporate citadels. I, I think player-owned stations... There's a, a large market in the game for them right now, but mm-hmm. I don't see I don't see a lot of volume in corporate citadels. What do you think, Durka? I You're spot on. Um, there's no for, when it comes down to corporate citadels. There's just it's it's a big money sink. Uh, it puts a target on your back, so you need to take care of it and defend it. Um, and you just you know beside the prestige uh, and, and being able to uh, live in 
great locations, there's really not a whole lot of benefits to it. Um, as I was pointed out, POS is a really popular right now because when you equip them with the resource extractor module, they're literally, you take all the inconvenience out of PI and you increase the production, uh, I don't know, tenfold. Um, so it, it makes it very convenient and, and people are, um, are producing a lot of PI. Um, and, and I'm kind of, we just want to bring it back to the usage of the actual freighter. I was trying to think, you know, for my own usage. And every industrialist kind of operate a little bit differently. Uh, but for me, really, the big thing I've got to move is uh, all the PI that I'm buying, right? Um, so it's going to be in a remote location where there's not necessarily a big market for all we're producing. So I need to export that to Jita. Um, and that's, that's a constant logistic problem. Um, but when it comes down to ore and mineral, it's always the thing I'm short on as I'm manufacturing. So it, it potentially there could be importing resources into your NOLSEC production base. You could find some value there. Um, but I'm, I'm really having a hard time picturing how people are going to use it. Yeah, that, that's the thing I didn't really understand to, to, to Durka's point about us just constantly needing ore because the T9 ships just needed so much more ore um than than the the lower tier ships and we've constantly got pilots hitting tier nine still that are newer mm -hmm. T9 pilots. um this this panic around the insurance that industry is dead certainly it, it changed the meta it changed the dynamic of things but um i i believe our oil prices are slightly higher than when uh in, internally from when uh insurance came out and we're we're just having a problem constantly I mean, we can buy any any ore that our miners can push out we can buy right now and we'd be silly not to um yeah i don't know it sounds like it's the same thing you you're seeing in catch 22 it's it's the same problem and my point to the freighter was just if it becomes in the future if it becomes too much of a problem where i need to import uh uh you know mineral from isec to my nullsec base <laughs> uh yeah. that that could be one potential use but the the, the other way around right now is unimaginable for sure. Um, it's, I think, it's, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say it's likely that possibly there's going to be more usage for the freighter in, in the future as uh, new things get added. Um, yeah, these capital ships can be very um, resource intensive. So, you know, one of the doctrines that I've used in, in my industry was to use a decentralized uh in, in industrial production center so so what that means is instead of centralizing everything in one place uh because of difficulty of acquiring sufficient uh mineral primarily is i've had to uh, use multiple station with multiple suppliers in different locations to be able to um uh to, to, to keep up with the demand um so i could see freighters being used in that sense where the capital ship parts are very heavy ten thousand metric cube per part so uh that that might be a reason why but that's that's to be seen yeah i think when you start to think about also what's the when we get into august and the the dreadnought production comes about yeah. and you know building a dreadnought which i i assume will take two weeks minimum uh, of real life mm -hmm. time the idea of like building dreadnoughts in in corporate citadels or in in posses that can be scanned down uh i don't know if i'm super excited about that right so i could totally see um you know transitioning or moving your 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 parts to an npc station and building your dreadnoughts there right uh, yeah 
yeah so i mean i think the, the freighters will be valuable there um and that, that's the thing too like the the ore uh sink as far as what's going to come down the line on, on capital ships and jump freighters and then also man like the t10 battleships those things are i mean just as much tritanium and, and minerals uh are pretty close they're like 70 to, to 80 to 90 percent of the material usage um for the the faction battleship so it's going to be a huge ore sink uh as we transition really we're less than three months away uh, we're like 85 90 days away from yep. t from the front runners hitting t10 so it's going to get interesting really fast I, i'm curious to see if if alliances will actually use them as doctrine uh, i mean the effective hit points a, a Maelstrom Striker can probably take on two or three uh, Tempest right now on the test server. If you if you if you max them all out and everybody's got great skills, the it's just got so much more uh, tankability. You know, the effective hit points are just sick. It's it's certainly going to be available for the richest alliance and the one being yeah. the, the best industry. Yeah, it's it's going to yeah. create it's going to create a bigger gap than it currently is in terms of very well centralized and organized alliance versus more decentralized one. Yeah, and then when you got like T ten battleships that are able to like be the equivalent of two and a half, three times what a T nine battleship is, then you wonder what what the power is going to be of dreadnought. So it's it's exciting. <laughs> I mean, it's scary. Kind of like, it, well, it is right, and that's what that's what excites industrialists, right? Is to be able to like make stuff and then then watch us all go out and break it, right? It's like little boys playing and you know, building sandcastles uh, in in our sandbox, right? That's what we're doing. Um, and and I'm just kind of curious to see. Uh, yeah, I know everybody's was really down about the insurance, but as we continue to have more and more and more new ships, I just think people are just getting more ships everywhere. It's not a function of like buying and trading them in anymore. Um, but this is also, I think, I mean, do you think structures are going to continue to be absolutely essential to, to fuel this circuit? I think I think structure uh, are if, if for for any industrialist. I think that's a good area to work in. Uh, you know, when structures go boom, there's no insurance. So it's a one-to-one -one, uh, life to death cycle, I would say, in terms of manufacturing. Um, I think they're going to keep adding. They're going to keep adding modules, which are going to bring more appeal to a wider range of players to own, to have a reason to own one of these, um, which which creates it for a big consumer market. And I think I think at the end of the day, players, pilots are keen to have their own POS, to have their own own right. Um, so I, I certainly think the structure will be a backbone of uh, the industry and keep industrialists occupied for, for a very long time. Yeah, we've been hypothesizing about like how the new Dead Space modules are going to work. And gosh, I mean, Lord knows the, the PvE content in this game needs to get freshened up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the, the difficulty level is a little bit on the, the low side right now, right? It's, yeah, with the ship's... I mean, the, the players I've caught up, we've, we've all, the top riders all have best-in-slot ships, best-in-slot modules, and for most of them, it's just sitting at zero and DPSing, like, nearly FK. It's, it's I, I, I missed the day where you would go into dead space, and then you would, you would have to kite out and drop a box and get your fleet to warp to it, and, you know, yeah. you have to, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can remember uh, the the orc meta around day eleven or twelve, like the latter part of August. Was uh, mm -hmm. we were running like I don't know, day twelve or thirteen of of the game. We were running friends by blood uh, with uh, with caracal trainers uh, as armor logistics. That was that was how we were like. It took <laughs> us like four and a half hours to do friends by blood, and we're like, 
200 million each, you know, for ISK. And it's like, holy crap, like, there's there's 15 of us. This is amazing. We're rich, you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, like, the guy that turned it in, uh, you know, the corp gets its cut out. You know, we got 180 million is to split. And we're like, we didn't even understand transaction taxes at that point, really. I mean, we're just like, it's so much money. We're, we're going to go out and get regular Caracols or regular, you know, CNIs, baby. Do you guys remember when Caracol Navy issues were like the bling ship? Yeah. 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 So watching the evolution of this game, it's it's been a lot of fun. But we definitely need some new content that's going to push the barriers of, of battleships and logistics and nightmares. I, I think new content will also do great history as it'll bring back a lot of players uh, who stop playing. And that, that's going to add new consumer in the market uh, to keep buying things. Gosh, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, Nettie's, if you're listening to this, let's start advertising. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been like on my phone and I'll click on something and I'll see uh, like an advertisement for uh, for an off-brand like spaceship game. I'm like, that does not look nearly as good as what they've done in Echoes. I wish they would advertise Echoes more. Right. Um, I, I think they have a, their intention is in August. I think that's when they want to do their big push after the one year anniversary and adding the, the thing they're talking about, Arena. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. which my guess is going to be a lot more mobile friendly, like very, very intense uh, in, in a very small period of time type of content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious to see how is that going to affect industry? Right. Well, what, if, what would happen right now? Like if they had the, the test server open like all the time, what would happen to PVP on the live server if you could just go to the test server and blow each other up for free, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, so when they talk about the arena, I'm curious, okay, so... Am I actually putting my ship on the line? Can I get insurance in the you know for ships destroyed in the arena? Uh, seems kind of like insurance fraud. Like, yeah, I'm going to go out into a you know to a fight club and uh, you know or go out, go out and do a demolition derby and, and drive my car around. Uh, can you cover me? It seems it doesn't seem like doesn't, I don't think the the principles of insurance would apply to that that risk and that loss. Yeah, yeah, the whole risk reward, right? And what are you going to get out of if if you win in the arena or? You know what? What are you gonna get out of it? I, they, they spoke about a Mordu's Legion yeah. ship debris, I believe. Uh, you know, we'll we'll have to see in due time what it is. But yeah, that's a great point. Is is it a free ticket to go fight, or are there implications on the line about losing stuff? I yeah. wonder. I wonder where it's going to be. I, I wonder if this is going to be like a standalone, uh, separate system from you know, it's within the game, but separate from the game. Uh, as an arena a coliseum type or is it going to be something like the museum where you warp to a, a warp gate and then you warp in and then all of a sudden you're you're in the in the in the arena and you know you're off to fight there because if that was the case then yes i would say it's your ship your insurance is on the line if it's yeah. a, if it's a separate kind of arena where you ozzy can be in jita and i can be in tama and you know you press go and i press go and then bam all of a sudden we're next to each other just to do some pvp uh it, it saves travel time definitely <laughs> but I, yeah it's just we don't know how that's going to be yeah i mean and i mean if it helps them to, to monetize the game a little bit more and and leaves us uh the rest of us just grinding away happy then, then i guess that works uh but yeah it'll be interesting to see I, I would see them going that direction. Um, I think yeah. a game like right now lack a lot of appeal for very casual players. Like you know, you know, I go through the toilet and I play a game on my phone type of thing. <laughs> um, 
there's just not a whole lot you can do in this game while while, <laughs> while being busy so yeah, yeah that's, you're right right like i can see like back you know other games right like clash of clans right like you could literally just play clash of clans for like five minutes yeah you can't do anything besides like refresh your pi uh in, in, in echoes in less than five minutes right there's nothing you can do in under five minutes in this game yeah you can do a little bit of trading like you say pi say yeah. hi to your court mates but that's it yeah yeah, the bathroom breaks uh, are not under five minutes if you're playing <laughs> Eve Echoes. Your legs are not minor. They're going to have minor. They're going to they're gonna get us in the covered twos with minor circ fours. And uh, and like someday we'll get uh, mining uh, command boost. Not yet, apparently. But we'll get the, we'll get out there in the belt. We can get a we can get a, a haul of ore in, 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 in like eight minutes. In that, in the... Bio break mining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it's like just turn off the Wi-Fi to get the, to get your kids out of the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> oh man, um, yeah. I, actually, I, I mentioned the covered two. Did you did you see the two, Erica? Do you think? I mean, like they both look right now. The covered one and the covered two both look T ten ships. Yeah. And we've been we've been kicking around the idea like maybe they're going to push down the procure, push it down to tech eight, just in the sense that they there's such a huge distance in time between T seven and T nine. And there's other players coming into the. They're hoping to get more players into the game. It just seems like such a desert, where you're going from a, you know, from a, a retriever, and you have to wait six, seven months to get into something bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think certainly it it would make sense in order to keep the appeal of the game. And uh, as as I think that's one of the things new player will find the most challenging is being a gate lock behind uh, tier level. Um, yeah. Because as the, the economy matures, um, you know, for a new player, you could go out, grind a mission story, uh, and sell the ticket, and, and you know, make 100, 200 million. Uh, well, maybe not 200 million. I don't think any of them are worth that much. But uh, yeah, T10 mission, I think will go between 100 to 150. Um, so for a new player, that's a lot of risk, right? You can be T4, T5, T6, maybe. And if, you, if you're lucky, you can get one of those. So you'll have the money early on to be able to buy things which you won't be able to use, which I think is going to be frustrating. So certainly I think if they can push some of those ships down and, and keep things uh, within reach for new players, that will help keep uh, the appeal of the game and keep industrialists uh, invested. Um, and, and, that, and that's a problem, I think, uh, currently in the game where industry is completely tier lock. So yeah. if, if you're not like in the top, if you're not a front runner, uh, you might miss out on the next big industrial boom. And yeah, yeah, I guess that's very true. I mean, you think about it too, just from the standpoint of being able to earn enough ISK to pay for pay for your your basic omega, right? Like yeah. right now, I think it's something like uh, two hundred seventy five million uh, to pay for a month of basic omega. Whereas if if you go back to you know November timeframe when we were all hitting T eight, you know it was maybe maybe a hundred million, maybe seventy five million. Yeah. So. Um, so for those folks that are trying to earn and pay for Omega through industrial pursuits, it's just not going to happen with the current balances, uh, industry versus, uh, versus PVE and PVP. But, uh, but at the same time, the, the money is definitely there to be made. If you're in a large corporation and you are contributing to larger projects, there's, there's just gobs and gobs of money to be made. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Is there a is there a struck a uh, a tier lock on passes? Because if I mean obviously I think we were all placing passes at T six and T seven, right? I it's T six I think. So that's 
for new players, it's very approachable. Uh, and even if you're an established industrialist, it's very easy to train an all to be able to get into structure manufacturing. Um, yeah, that that is probably the one way right now that, uh, you know, as an industrialist, you can for sure pay for your plexes. If you own a, if, yeah. one, if you can sink the money in to get a POS and, you know, double extract and you got the PI skills, you can absolutely, you know, push out, you know, one and a half, two billion isk uh, a month just mm -hmm. from the PI skills. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's the thing too. Like we saw a huge t uh, planetary uh, manufacturing spike at T nine. I, I got to think that that's potentially going to be even a bigger thing uh, at T ten. We were taught, we were all talking about how when they got the extractors, that was just going to devalue the the value of ISK, the resource extractors. Mm -hmm. But but it, but it hasn't, and, and I th and I don't know that it will because I think the next tier of ships are so intensive that if the corps that have been investing in infrastructure and have build, been building up the alliances that have been doing that are going to be in a really strong position, provided they can defend their structures. I, absolutely. I think, uh, I think currently right now, there's an abundance of POS everywhere and there's very little risk to, to having one out there. You know, uh, uh, it's very unlikely that a player will find yours if you placed it properly. Um, as, so there, there, I think currently there's an overabundance of POSs and PI being made. So there's certainly a lot of pressure on the market. And I think the big boom where everybody was trying to get a structured PI at the same time, you know, we, we saw that market went up and went down as quick as the demand went. And, and as there was an, a starting to build a supply on the market of extractors and outposts for sale. Um, so likely people will be sitting on a lot of PI, but the minute scanning comes out, that will change. Uh, because now players will be able to find POSs, remote POSs, and be able to attack them. And I, I, I find it hard to see how big alliance or big coalition will be able to defend everybody's POS if they're not in a very, you know, defensible position already. So I, I would I would hypothesize that um, PI prices are likely to rise when scanning comes out, as yeah. that's going to put pressure on the production. Yeah, I think we saw over the last three, four months, we saw that alliances that were very strategic around placement of their, their scannable structures did a lot better and survived a lot better in, in large conflicts. Uh, mm -hmm. Those that spread themselves and overextended with their structures uh, taxed their members, fatigued their members, and, and fizzled out. So I think, you know, people are going to have to look pragmatically at how they've laid their structures out here over the next few weeks before or however long it is until scanning comes out and make some probably make some hard decisions about uh unanchoring some some structures or or being willing to risk that people are not going to try to grief them yeah. i would not be willing to bet that people are not going to grief other people though because it's it's yeah, there's the anonymity of the interweb right yeah absolutely and it, it, look people are going to shoot the outposts to try to generate content um they're going to want the fat kill mails and who knows maybe there's loot to pick up in the outposts <laughs> yeah maybe yeah, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, that's that's one way for sure to to you know kick the hornet's nest or to tap the hornet's nest is to start, <laughs> shoot, start shooting shit stations, right? And hey, yeah. they're, they're little content generators, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and strategically, you know, you're gonna want to hit your your opponent's capacity to produce PI. Um, so it's it's a no brainer that these are going to get attacked. I think I think maybe uh, the T nine bombers might see a resurgence uh, as you know being a good ship for these type of operation. Uh, very decentralized, small scale guerrilla warfare uh, spread out over a big distance. So 
we're supposed to be promoting industries. Stop it, Dirk. Don't don't get my idea. Hey, popping POSs is good for the industry. You're right. You're right. Well, that's you could build those ships. Yeah, yeah. We need to build more bombers, man. Those the bombers thus far have been relatively useless. So, uh, the the bomber squads going around and people that that will probably be a thing. But yeah, no, it's uh the the balances of everything. I mean, I think we we just kind of we had a lot of fun just like throwing darts at uh at Netties uh and at, at Echoes as they were unrolling the insurance system and you know really the the sky did not fall the world did not end um it, it changed things quite a bit you know SRPs were now with ISK rather than with ships yeah. uh, but again we've not stopped building ships we have not found uh or prices have not gone down we have not found a lack of market for our ships so the industrialists that stuck with it, I mean, you know, definitely are still making very good money. Oh yeah, I I'm I manufactured top end stuff, and I aim for uh, margins of you know a billion and plus per item I manufacture. And yeah, it's it's there's ups and downs uh, always with demand, but uh, I it, it like uh, Azir says it's very it's fairly consistent. Um, I I think you know there's a lot of a there's a lot of anger toward that that system because it does denature the, the game a little bit where the ratio of you know item need to be created versus item dying is not is not proportional anymore. So um yeah, but the Go ahead. Yeah, thanks. So I was just gonna say the insurance system as a whole, I think for PvP is very convenient. Uh you know, when I go up PvP, it's very convenient just be able to click the button and boom, all my stuff is back or nearly all of it. Um for industry, it's changing the meta a little bit because now, um, rather than Jita being the one stop shop for everything, um, there's actually opportunity now to uh, uh, leverage some of these uh, market generated buy orders, which most of the time are going to end up in NoSec because that's where people die. Um, so th there's opportunity for Industrial Corp to um, leverage this. And I'm, I'm surprised that not to see more small scale. Indie Corp go around these more remote ITC, which um, really don't see a whole lot of traffic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I always I always try to like keep an eye out for like faction battleships and see if there's like an open buy order for for one that's just like way above the price, right? That's the it, yeah, that's and possible these, dream, right? There's a lot of competition for that because um, you make more money doing this than actually selling the ship at the market price for mm -hmm. for some of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting. But, I mean, one of the things we talked about, too, um, is there are still opportunities, despite all this stuff we're talking about, like billion-dollar you know, profit margins on single items, there definitely still is value to be added by, by players that are newer to the game. Um, and I know we had put together a few kind of just tips and thoughts uh, of things that can be done and ways that they can add value um, in, in regards to just, you know, making a contribution uh i don't know you want to kind of run through those durka i don't know if you were keen on that yeah sure and and i i think i'd, I'd love to get rambo in the conversation because earlier uh, before we started taping he was mentioning how uh you know e-run is, is his own little industry to make his own chip so um i i, I think in a way some of those steps might be beneficial to you rambo especially if you're if you're looking to uh uh, become an industrialist mongol <laughs> uh, <Right. laughs> later on in your space career 
but the, the first step that I think is, is really important, especially for new players, you need to build your you need to build your wallet. You need to seed that capital. I would say probably the best way to get started at it is not to do industry. Um, it, at, at lower tier level, the margins really aren't that valuable. Uh, you're you're more likely to make more money doing other things, um, wh whether it be an ISEC farm and mission ticket, like I was suggesting earlier, uh, which really can be done by solo player, very casually. Uh, don't necessarily need other pilots to help you with this. Uh, all the way to going to you know nosec corp and doing ratting uh in in in, in nosec system uh as you want to go for the next one yeah i think we kind of talked about this earlier too like the idea of just making sure as you're starting to plan out what you're going to do as an industrialist focus on like one or two things right i, I know there there are a lot of people that are completionists that want to just you know soup to nuts want to build their entire ship or build their entire what have you but initially early on you've got to focus on what you're going to do so if you're going to be a cruiser pilot and you want to build your cruisers that's fine but you might have to initially you might have to let somebody you might have to outsource the blueprinting of your cruisers and just focus on the manufacturing otherwise you're gonna you're not gonna have the skill points to be efficient or competitive yeah that that's a great point and, and for industrialists um right now you're going to be competing against guys who are essentially maxed out um and and you know kind of diverting a little bit here but you often see posts on reddit as to like industrials it's not possible to do industry if you look at the market price like there's no margin um folks need to understand that you know the price that you see on the market for the mats uh and for the ships um that's one thing but most industrialists don't initially operate within those parameters so they have access for example to a, a cheaper source of of mineral um, or they have a blueprint maker who's selling very cheaply. Um, again, same thing with PI. So folks need to look for value outside of, of JITA. Don't look for the margins in JITA. Go outside of JITA. The farther you go for JITA, generally the better margins you'll get. Yeah, that's a good thought. Watch out for taxes. Oh, man. Like, I, I was joking earlier, just not understanding taxes in the early early part of the game especially whether it's through the market or and the importance of uh accounting skill or um also just how contracts work you know like uh just the basic concept that 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 eight percent on the contract is is split and it's 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 absolute it's four percent for the person who creates the contract and then four percent for the person that receives the isk from the contract right so if i'm selling something to Durka and i make the contract i'm paying all eight of it because i'm going to get the isk and i made the contract but if he makes the contract and and he pays me isk we split that and that's so important there's just i mean frankly i've added margin to my own deals in the past with with sunny who's like say instead of paying you instead of paying you 100 million for that I'll, I'll give you 97 and i'm like you make the contract sure and they're like deal and i'm like you just paid me a million isk more than than the other way around but hey whatever at least i don't have to go there and un unstack it so mm -hmm. uh but, but people have got to understand that, that there's a lot of margin to be lost uh, or, or gained by understanding taxes. Yeah, to, to, to double down on this, um, market fee works a little bit the same where you have uh, two dynamic where, for example, you have a, a broker fee, which is going to apply uh, whether you, uh, if you're a buyer, when you put up a buy order, that 5% uh, at 555 accounting um, get added right on top of the price. Um, and I, I think that's something people 
lose touch with, as in they'll go put up a buy order. Let's say an item selling it. The buy order is at 350, right? So you're going to up it by one ISK. Uh, but that 5% is is going to be, I don't know, it's going to be like 370. Uh, what the actual each piece of the unit will cost you when you account for that 5%. And, and I think people can find a trick here is when they add that 5%, if they go look at the sell orders, they might be able to find sell orders at, at that at the price, including that broker fee. So you can just buy them right off the market. If you're a new player too, I mean, there's there's so many opportunities, right? If especially if you get into a corporation that, um, you know, valuing your time, uh, you know, over the margin, right? I've seen situations mm-hmm. where like we have newer players come into the corporation, and they're like, you know, well, I want to sell my I want to sell my ore for the price in Jita. And we're like, well, um, we buy it for maybe you know. 80%, 82% of Jita, right? Like, well, you're not paying any market taxes there because you're going to, we're going to flip it for you and you're going to mine and sell in the exact same system. We're going to buy your PI. Mm-hmm. Everything is centralized here. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is just go right back out to the belt and get more ore and your time is worth more than that. And, you know, and there's no, you know, there's a very minimal amount of risk doing it from, from belt to, to, to the Citadel or to the POS. And, and so, there's a lack of appreciation early on for that and, and for the teamwork of having 555 reprocessing and everything and all of those things that creates the valuation there. And, and so just value that, but also keep in mind that there are other players that are at the forefront of industry. And if you can provide value to them, um, maybe it's a situation where, you know, you've got some super ratters and you're, you're a newer player and you're able to follow around a ratting group in, in a magnet covert ops and, and pick up all the gray loot. Like, that can turn into a huge business for you mm-hmm. if all you're doing is a reprocess, you know, a, a salvager. Like re- salvage reprocessing is some of the richest guys I know in the game. That's how they made their fortune early on was just moving salvage reprocessing around. So there's lots of opportunities. You can definitely reprocess the salvage uh, without having to go around and get five different ore types. You know, you can just reprocess the salvage, turn that into a huge pile of minerals, then build off of that, right? So if all you did was salvage reprocessing and then one ship type, you can be a really nice little uh, cottage industry there. I, I, I think to add to this also is the perspective where um, uh, an industrialist is going to do some of the resource collection on its own and not account for the value of those resources of, or the time he spent uh, within this model for, for calculating uh, margins. So it, it might be very profitable to do so, you know, as your, your cost of, of goods is very low since you're essentially trading your time for this. Uh, but this is where you got to evaluate, you know, is the time I spend, could I make more is doing something else with that time and just buy the mineral outright uh, to, to go to that production? Uh, and I think uh, to some degree that will vary here on player as uh, you were saying Rambo earlier that, part of you doing production was for the uh, sentimental value that you get out of uh, the finished good. Yeah. Yeah. But there, there are opportunities too within the buy markets too, right? Like I'm looking right now and by the time this episode airs, I'm sure it'll be gone, but like there's literally a, uh, a buy order, uh, an insurance buy order for a ball run right now for 11 billion. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Sony could literally right now go out if they had the capital could go buy a, a ball run off the market, off the contracts for 8.8 billion. And if they're willing to, to schlep it out to the uh, the dregs of Nolsec could very easily flip and make a couple billion, like very quick, you know, one and a half billion very easily. Yeah. Um, there are opportunities it, in the game. Especially at the beginning of the insurance system, there is big, big spreads on some of those 
items. Uh, so even, you know, we're talking about the faction battleship here. So a lot of risk traveling that around, but you can do this uh, a much, which much uh, smaller items such as like rigs. Rigs are a great example. Um, if you can find spread between what the game valued the item at versus what the what's actually being traded for between players uh, yeah. and go fulfill buy orders, um, that's, you can make massive amount of profit like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's a great. I'm looking at like there's some some buy orders for some polycarbon engine housing threes, right? That are like 25 million, 30 million above the the sell prices. And, you know, right. Right. Yeah. So there are opportunities out there for people that are market savvy or industrialists. Of course, then you buy those darn things, and before you get there, somebody else beats you to the. <laughs> <laughs> that's the risk, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, uh, the early bird gets the worm. Uh, so just talk to more experienced players. I, I think as a community, Eve is is very very um community based like we all appreciate the fact that we are all in the more players that are here the more fun we're going to have the the stronger the game's going to be the more valuable our plex is going to be so we, we want as many players as possible absolutely and industry is really um if you can build if you're trying to do industry on your own you don't want to talk to anybody and you just want to sell to the market i think you're going to struggle a lot um industry and trading is very player oriented so as an industrialist especially if you want to profit of doing industry uh you'll need to build suppliers so people to sell you material um you'll need to have a partners if you will so somebody that will reprocess your ore at the best scale possible uh maybe some some manufacturer right maybe your t8 uh and you want to build some some um, maybe your t7 you want to build some faction battleship you're tier locked, but maybe your corp mate isn't, and maybe his production slots aren't used. So if 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 you calculate everything, there's a there's the possibility to have in your model a place for other people doing your manufacturing for you, being able to pay them handsomely and still make a lot of profit. Um, yeah. and and more importantly, you need to build client. If you wanna if you wanna make money, you need to do sales. Um, and all the basic sales principle apply here. You know, sell to your hot market, sell to your corp mates, sell to your alliance. Um, Jita in the market is really the last place you go when, essentially, you go there when you don't have anybody to sell to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think also the benefits of if you've got a smaller corporation, uh, but you're industry focused, you can have a lot of success in the sense that if you've got a small group of people that you trust and keep in mind that this is Eve, so who can you really trust? Uh, <laughs> but, but if you do have that, that small group of people working in concert together, you know, the benefits of tax evasion to be able to move raw materials through, uh, through the reprocessing to the manufacturing and to the sales standpoint without having to pay taxes every step along the way, it's absolutely essential. Just, it's totally essential. It's it's uh, yeah. Corp also had a, a layer where you can essentially exchange money between character, uh, where the penalty rather than paying taxes, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna have an audit timer. Um, but again, if you sell to your corp and and you have access to that wallet, you're able to manage that wallet and, and receive donation and withdraw money from it. Um, you can essentially save eight to fifteen percent of taxes or or even more on your transaction, which. Uh, can can you know if you if you're able to keep that pocket, uh, you're gonna find yourself rich very quickly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know something we didn't bring up, but that's new in the patch is the the capacity to manufacture from the corp hanger. Um, yeah. Did you did you get to play a little bit with that? 
us. You know, I, I didn't, we've always been a corp that, that actually lives out of a, a player owned station, even going mm-hmm. back to the time we were in, uh, in GHA. So I haven't tinkered around with that, but that would very much, uh, we're excited about that. We're going to, we're going to look forward to playing with that. I, I think it looks good. There's a couple things which are concerning. Uh, for example, if you have mats in different hangar, it's, it's, you'll need to move them around the hangar. Like everything has to be in the same hangar. Yeah. Um, and really, my biggest concern, and I haven't, I haven't tested it, but you know, it, let's say you make a big ticket item, right? Like a big battleship, a faction battleship. Like that's collectively as your corp, that's your goal. You make it in the corp hangar, but then the person who withdraws it to go sell it is going to get hit with a massive mm-hmm. audit timer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which kind of negates the purpose of doing this, right? <laughs> uh, I. I, I if that's the case, people are still going to cheese audit contracts and and, and work through that system yeah. to be able to get the goods right away. I I don't I mean I don't trade anything that's going to have more than like a an eight hour audit. Um, right. I, yeah, I mean like between faction debris or station components or you know other small ships. I, like I I move everything without audit. Just because the balance, the balance in so the contracts allow you to balance contracts and play the little seesaw game of balancing and avoid and, and getting away from audits. Um, but if the, if that's what the issues with the hangar are going to be, it's it's definitely going to be a problem. Yeah, I think it's a good effort, but if it does come down to this, and and maybe maybe there's not that circumstance, but I no no one the dev, I, I would totally foresee it happening, um, and that's that's going to be the limiting factor to doing this. That's a good thought. They did actually reduce, and they did put for members of the corporation that have been in it for a certain period of time. Yeah. They did reduce the audit on withdrawal of funds. I think they cut it by a third. So something would have typically been a twenty-four hour audit. It's only yeah. eight hours coming out. So maybe they'll have the same reduction of audit on items. Because I mean, if that's the case, if if instead of a a forty-eight hour audit, something would only be like a 16 or 12 hour audit. That's, that's manageable, especially if you get the benefit of not having to wait for goods to be distributed from the production hangar. Absolutely. Yeah. I I think if they do, maybe they should let it, if they would let us actually choose the delivery hangar, that would, I don't know if that even exists from a programming standpoint, but if that were the case, that would be a solution. Where the manufacturer, where the output would go directly to the delivery hangar. Yeah. Right. Boom! There we go. NetEase, pay us. <laughs> <laughs> pay yes. this man. Yes, yes. Pay yes. this man. I don't know. Like again, like here's the thing. At the end of the day, um, what excites everybody in any aspect of the game is new content, and that's that's a good example of of another way that we can collaborate together as corporations mm-hmm. from an industrial standpoint. Uh, or, or even from a combat standpoint, right? If you if you give increased ability for people to 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 get ships built faster, that means more ships available to go blow up. Um, we're we're excited for all the dead space modules and and the capital ships. It's just there is a lot of new stuff coming down the pipeline. I think right now we've kind of been like maybe a little bit of a month or so of like a, a lull, but we're all we're all excited for what we're seeing on the test server. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know what. What are the thoughts? I, I guess we've been yammering for almost almost an hour now. I, mm-hmm. I mean, T4 rigs someday, right? We'd like to see those things back in the game. Yeah, yeah. T4 rigs, the big mystery. Um, it, they 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 were a game at the beginning, and some uh, there's a, a phone one, uh, but it's non tradable item. 
Um, there's also data cores, which aren't in use right now, which are non-tradable. So, yeah. Um, and as you pointed out, we're not so far off T10 and T4 rigs are a T10 item. So, uh, what are, are, do do they have something in mind for it, or they're just going to release it? Is it going to be the same as the, the, you know the current model for rigs? Uh, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll get new inquisitors, like that abyssal inquisitors or something. <laughs> that that would be cool. Yeah, certainly. Did they have Jeez. those on Eve Online? Ooh, I I'm not familiar with that. I I believe they have different. I don't know if they're called abyssal, uh, but I I do believe they have this type of content um, where it's like a you know a, a, like a, a special and then plus, if you will. And there's constraint associated with it, the, the ship type you can enter with, and I think yeah. there's time limits and things like this. So it makes we, it a little bit more challenging. Yeah, we've been hypothesizing about like what's the mechanic of the abyssal dead space is going to be. I mean, the the prevailing idea we think is that you get the dead space, you plug it in, and it begins a recharge cycle. Right, it has to charge up before mm -hmm. you can you can trigger it. And we're like, okay, and then maybe you know five days, three days, seven days, ten days. I mean, what's What's going to be the recharge cycle you need to keep your keep your your pos out of hole, right? Like, how long does this thing need to go before you can actually like harvest um, a an abyssal dead space? Because I can't imagine them like letting those things just oh yeah every every forty eight hours just go ahead and harvest you know something worth fifteen billion or whatever it's going to be worth. Right. Yeah. At a, at a drop rate of point zero one percent or something. Yeah. Right. It's, yeah. If all of a yeah. sudden we can generate dead spaces, like there's going to have to be uh, and then, of course, you know what's going to be what's going to be really fun is with scanning coming around. Like, what's going to be the meta of of groups going around just looking for groups? Oh, hey, I heard that uh, I heard Dirk is doing Dirk, doing an abyssal dead space. Let's just let's all fleet <laughs> up and go get it. Uh, so it's going to be interesting, right? Um, I, I, I think if they move towards that, where you know there's a recharge or um, you click a button and you get the content, I think. I think for a mobile game, that's a lot more approachable. Um, the current ratting mechanics are very, very hardcore, right? Like maybe you yeah. need to grind for hours to maybe get a dead space. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I can see how, you know, that's, at some point it just loses its appeal. And it's just become an endless grind. Um, right, right. Like, yeah, like I did, I read it for the first time last night, maybe like a week and a half, two weeks, I think. And, you know, we got an Inquisitor within like, 30 minutes. We're like, oh my goodness. And we got a second Inquisitor within another 30 minutes. We're like, this is going to be the best writing session for the forever, <laughs> one for the ages. Three and a half hours later, we're like, just waiting. Could we get a scout, please? Anything? And like, you know, we're like, we're like falling asleep in our chairs before we finally just decide to go dock up and give it up. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, four hours, two Inquisitors, that feels good, right? Like, that feels like, oh, I didn't get completely hosed. Um, right. But, but like, Again, it's a mobile app game, and you know I'm sitting at my computer for four hours, and and it's the people that make it work, right? It's the it's the camaraderie of that, and 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 having each other to hang out with. Um, but if we could get to the point where, you know, you don't have to have the grind, uh, and you can actually get the content, um, yeah. I think that's that's good for the game. Even if it drives the market pricing down of rigs, uh, I'd be okay with that as long as I get to do some content and have some fun. Absolutely. The I think grinding is an it, it's it's an old MMO mechanic. Um, yeah, doesn't really transition well to mobile. Um, 
Yeah. I, I mean, certainly mobile games are very grindy. Don't get me wrong, but uh, of course, then there's us as miners, you know, who are out there grinding away the, you know, shooting rocks. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, yes, it's a million cubic meters of ore. <laughs> yep. Only only eleven more to make a faction battleship. Better uh, put a movie on or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to teach my kids how to mine. All right, look, here's your ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna pay you. I'm gonna pay you Reese's peanut butter cups for. <laughs> exactly. Now, if, if a yeah. red, if a red comes in the system, you need to dock up. All right. <laughs> Get your spouse on board. Look out! Look out for the drag bubble, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Get your spouse on board. Tell her, right? Yeah. Oh man, I, that's that's a that, that ship is sailed. That's never gonna happen, man. I, <laughs> She has her hobbies. I have mine, and never the twain shall meet. That's that's all right. I am envious of of couples, you know, where like the husband and the wife play, but uh, you know they have they have that to share. Though sometimes I'm like wondering, like, how does that work? Right? It's like, oh, we're gonna do this thing for your parents, but CTA. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go to the fifty first wedding anniversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a thing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Jokes aside, though, no, it's uh, it's fun to have a community. Definitely. Yeah. My my wife plays with me. So right I, in, uh, in the beginning, it was a lot of, "Hey, could you front me the isk to buy this ship?" <laughs> 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 now it's like she's she's basically uh, is self sufficient, you know, and everything, and provides to the corp and all that. So she's definitely learned the game. <laughs> but it, it was that initial curve. Right, just, just. I hope she doesn't become a better PVPer than you. That just, you know, then you're, then you're, gonna, you're gonna be walking around, you know, like in the arena, just getting thrashed. It's just like, oh, Mrs. Rambo, why did you do that? Right, yeah. It, it's kind of funny. Is uh, when when she mines, I mine. When she PVEs, that's when I do PVE. When we do PVP, yeah. we're both doing it. So, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it we're both progressing together at that sense. Even though I started the game a month and a half before her. Yeah. That's great, man. So, man, you guys hit a lot of topics and had a lot of good info. Um, Me, as a nobody in industry, man, I'm going to listen to this a couple times and, you know, get all those tips and, you know, work a strategy out to maybe even turn some ships into, into some ISK profits you know, later down the road. So, and yeah, Durka, like you were saying, we, we had talked earlier and, uh, yeah, I like to build my own ships. I, I invested the skill. You could probably consider me a generalist then I'm, I'm not a specialist because, mm-hmm. uh, I do have weapon skills for PVP and PVE. Uh, but I do also have some skills for making ships and I solely did that just for myself so I can make my own ships and, you know, do all that stuff. Uh, you know, I don't know if it well, would be worth it at this point to reskill. It's just I, I don't really see myself doing that. <laughs> just a well, just to do ship but, building. Yeah, but we were talking about that before we started taping. How for you, you're you're sort of a completionist, and you have the pride of authorship in your ships, and they mean more to you because you built them. And and there are guys and gals in this game that they're industrialists and their content is the efficiency and the profit and to have the isk for you it was to build something and so you got your content in the sense that you built yourself something you didn't care about the profit margin it was the investment of your time in the ore Mm -hmm. and the pi collection and making the blueprint so at the end of the day you're the end user you cut out taxes all along the way 
you, you might not have made the most money possible because your skills aren't as efficient, but you had fun and you made something. And that's, that's what industry is at its heart is, is it's the desire and the drive to create rather than necessarily to destroy. Some of us like to build it and blow it up, but whatever. <laughs> Though there's the, yeah, that's some that just love to blow them up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've got those. The we beauty of the skill respect is that. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I was just saying, yeah, the, the beauty of this skill respect is that, it, it, you know, if at some point later down the road, this is something you're looking more into seriously in terms of, you know, I'm, I'm going to be producing S through that method. Um, you, you have that luxury of being able to respect and, and get that efficiency in your skill. Um, you know, for myself, the, the best example is when POS is just starting be, becoming very popular. I, I, one of my alts, I uh, respect into production for it. Um, and I was able to do this in second. The, the relative cost of what it cost me of respecting versus the potential profit was negligible. So it was a no brainer just to be able to do it, to be able to get in that field and compete and, and uh, build and sell. Oh, and something that I want to hit on, and I, I don't really recall if you guys talked about it, is having multiple characters uh, yourself, so alts, to do certain industrial things, right? So either yeah. be 555 yeah. planetary or 555 re uh, reprocessing, um, et cetera, yep. is just, you know, have, have some alts. <laughs> I, I would also strongly recommend um, to have an alt, specifically for trading and for it to be on the same account as your big manufacturing account, if you will, um, yeah. rather than have it on a different account because uh, uh will not incur an audit timer now. Yeah. Uh, same thing with your blueprinter, right? If you're, if, if you're producing like uh, faction ships, uh, having your blueprinter on the same account as your manufacturer is, is really nice, but, but also at the same time, having multiple characters across different accounts, uh, so you can be a mega miner, right? I mean, if that's yeah. your thing, uh, as a as a CEO in Durka, probably even more so as executor of an entire alliance, you know, there are some significant amounts of time when when your content is the administration of the organization, um, and you can't like be necessarily PVE, and you definitely can't PVP while you're doing that. So having you know the ability to be out in the belts uh, mining and just keeping an eye on local passively uh while you have those conversations and you do the administration is is really nice so getting mm -hmm. out there with my 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 procurers and my retrievers and and chewing some rocks uh i get to at least make some isk and also the way our, our things are structured i make some some isk for my corporation too while i'm doing that and of course then there's always this we didn't you know i can't believe we didn't talk about spreadsheets if we talk about <laughs> what <laughs> spreadsheets there's spreadsheets in space yeah uh i will just say that i am constantly and consistently impressed with the the community's ability to produce incredibly complex spreadsheets to learn how to sell rocks uh virtual pixelated rocks yeah. uh but but they're 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 awesome and they're necessary tools for a large organization to function I, yeah i think once your gameplay become i want to i want to make bill ship and be profitable that uh that's unavoidable um because you need to get a, you need to be able to measure uh, the profitability of building different items to be able to judge, hey, that's the direction I want to go in. Um, yeah. and, and have it be able to, to adapt to the market, right? Because the market conditions are always going to be changing. So maybe some, some of the resources required go up in price, margin yeah. goes down, um, or, or the sell price goes down. So you need you always, you constantly need to challenge yourself to see if 
what you're doing is still worthwhile uh, and look for way to improve those margins. Um, and, and, sorry, I was, just to finish my point, I would say one tip that traders, industrialists need to take into account is they should be looking to edge every trade that they're making. So say, for example, uh, a prophecy, it's, it's, very, it's very straightforward. You need materials, you need a blueprint, uh, and you need to click the button. So essentially, you have your acquisition of, of mineral uh, and your acquisition of, of blueprint. So if you can get price below the market price, that's going to give you better margins. But if you look at, let's say, a faction ship, which entails a little bit more steps because there's writing loot in, in, in the wrecks, uh, there's the blueprint maker. Um, and again, there's the material, etc. So every time you can make a little margin of when you're buying those raw goods, buy them for a little bit cheaper, that uh, compounds and, and it will help uh, have fat margins uh, when you sell the thing. As you were going to say something, I was I interrupted. Oh, uh, no, actually, I was trying to, I thought you were done and I was going to interrupt you. So I apologize. Uh, I was just going to talk about how it's interesting to see like the, um, I don't know, the, the heritage of spreadsheets, like to actually see like spreadsheets go out in, into the game and be used. And then like you find, you run into another corporation who had nothing to do with the generation of that. And they're using the same spreadsheet that, that somebody in your court made. And, and I, and I love that, the sharing of that, right. Of, of, of that. And, and having come from and, and spent some time in GHA and, you know, having some really talented spreadsheeters there. And then of course, uh, lots of corpse, you know, got like hayseeds across the galaxy uh, to see those, those spreadsheets <laughs> in different alliances now. Mm -hmm. uh, like, huh, the output page on that, your spreadsheets. It's, it's, it's very streamlined. It looks sharp, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, I got it from this guy. I'm like, yeah, I, I know who did that. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, it's, uh, so yeah, no, it's it's fun to to see that, uh, you know, um, and yeah, everybody likes to do something and have it appreciated. So, um, yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for. I mean, we could really Dirk and I could ramble on and on <laughs> for hours about industry. So you probably should give us the hook at some point. Uh, we appreciate the uh, the opportunity just to come and share our passion for industry and just being friends from from really the earlier part of the game who have never really we've never been in the same corp we've never been in the same alliance we just uh found a passion had some dealings together and, and mm -hmm. stay in touch yeah totally awesome guys and thank you for coming on the show and talking about this this and you know teaching the audience a little bit about industry that's that's what we're here for oh thanks thank thank you for inviting us rambo and thanks thanks us for inviting me all right guys well thanks for coming on and uh, i wish the best of luck for you in the galaxy and we'll talk again yeah absolutely man talk to you see later, you buddy. in the public contracts that's right yes. that's right, right. Dirk, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna call you man i'm coming, coming down off my high i'll talk to you later. <laughs> bye rambo well that wraps it up for this week if you like the show, please write a review in Apple Podcasts or on my Discord. The feedback is very much appreciated. And this show is sponsored by Zell and his team over at RX2. RX2 is a large community of players, mature EVE online veterans from EU, US, and even Asia time zone. They are a multinational corporation that focuses on just enjoying all aspects of EVE Echoes. Their friendly and competitive gameplay has allowed them to create a community that is friendly and helps each other out and helps each of the brothers and sisters with or without experience in EVE. Learning the game can be difficult, so it's important to them 
for you to have a home where new players can enjoy the game and learn about everything EVE has to offer. Rage and Ruin is about respectful, large-scale warfare and content. They live in Nullsec and they enjoy building things mostly just to blow them up. They welcome all players, high-sec players, Nullsec players, EVE Online vets, or even new players who wish to learn about the game. If you're interested, please feel free to DM Zell or Adam Ant from RX2 on Discord or in-game. I'll leave that link in the description. And also, Borg. Borg Collective is a sponsor of this show. Elandria and her team at Borg support me and this show. The Borg Collective, which spans six corporations and three SOV systems in Delve and Fountain, it's Elandria's job to make gaming experience of being in Borg as fun as possible. Their motto is, we are Borg, we are family. It's something that they take to heart in all of things. When you join the Borg Collective, you become part of the family, and it's her job to protect her family and ensure their time to the game is filled with as much fun as possible. They take care of their members and have an incredible management team looking out for all the drones in the Collective. They're also part of Happy Bees, which makes them part of a greater community that exists both in and outside of the game. They're sci-fi fans, they love D&D and other RPGs, there's always someone to talk to in comms. They're a very large organization. They have industry and mining programs, just as any corp solely focused on that role. They have a PvP program that rivals any PvP-focused corps. They are a null-set corp. They have vast swaths of space to, to roam in. If you want to be part of something wonderful and enjoy your time in New Eden, and you can be become one with the Borg. Life in Nullsec is good, full of riches to be had, and you can be part of it. If you're a smaller corporation or you're tired of life in Lowsec, then consider being part of Borg Collective. They're happy to offer mergers where they can assimilate leadership structure into their management and your members into full members of Borg. Join their Discord and check them out. They'll be happy to discuss anything with you. I'll leave their link also in the description. And then I'll also leave my link for my Discord in the description. You can come join my Discord, you can submit your very own corp ad, or you can come by just to show support and hang out. Also, if you even want more Eve Echoes news and a deeper dive into what's going on in the galaxy, check out Damon Zell over on YouTube on his show Echoes from the Front, where he goes over game news and does weekly solve updates and much more. So thank you everybody, thanks for listening, take care and fly safe.